Let me introduce myself. I'm David Lau. I haven't taught here for 15 years, but I still come over here once a month to bring the Word of God to you. Of course, this year is different from any other. You're all spread out. It's so quiet. And uh, we have all of these restrictions for the sake of health and, and uh, love of the neighbor. And of course, there's something else that's different this year too, and that's all the hatred and the hostility that seems to be abounding in our country. Just this last Sunday afternoon, my wife and I took a nice walk in a nice park, a beautiful day, and then we came to a park bench. Well, we like park benches at our age, but this park bench was full of obscene, hateful, vile remarks against one of the persons running for office in our country. Such anger, such hatred. But as Christians, we need to get used to being hated because that's what Jesus said would happen. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Christians can expect to be hated just because they're Christians. In fact, even non-Christians can expect to be hated if they in any way whatsoever agree with the Christian point of view on anything. So that's the way it is. My generation, I don't think, experienced such hatred in this country. But I guess we have to expect that in this next generation, which you are members, you will have to face this kind of hatred. In this way, our generation is similar to the generation in which the prophet Jeremiah lived. God put into Jeremiah's mouth these words recorded in the first chapter, God said, I will utter my judgments against them concerning all their wickedness, because they have forsaken me, burned incense to other gods, and worshipped the works of their own hands. The key words, they have forsaken me. And are not these words true of many individuals today, many congregations, even church bodies? They have forsaken me. And we have to be on guard continually lest we also join the crowd and forsake the Lord our God. We need to keep on studying God's Word, praying for God's guidance with respect to all the temptations that come our way. Now God waited many, many years for His people to repent of their wickedness. But finally God told Jeremiah what He would do he said, Out of the north calamity shall break forth on all the inhabitants of the land. 
For behold, I am calling all the families of the kingdoms of the north, says the Lord. They shall come, and each one set his throne at the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem, against all its walls all around, and against all the cities of Judah. Now Canada is to our north. Think of all the many years our God has blessed us by establishing peace between Canada and the United States. Now God protected his people too in the same way the northern kingdom Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. But now disaster came from the north. The Assyrians wiped out the northern kingdom. And now the Babylonians coming from the north were threatening to destroy the southern kingdom as well. But the prophet Jeremiah faced even worse enemies than the Assyrians and the Babylonians. The enemies, his own people, because God was bringing them the word of God that they did not want to hear. So God told Jeremiah, they will fight against you. Because God was bringing them through Jeremiah a word that they did not want to hear. God's threat of judgment against them because of their unfaithfulness. Jeremiah would be the object of hatred from his own people. Of course, Jeremiah could have avoided this problem if he had just restricted himself to saying those things that his people wanted to hear. That's how many people in leadership do today. Whether they are preachers or leaders in other ways, in order to avoid hostility, they say the things that people want them to say. And that way they can escape. But God told Jeremiah to speak his word faithfully, come what may. And we need to hear words like these too, so that we do not forsake the Lord. So these are the words God spoke to them through Jeremiah. Prepare yourself and arise and speak to them all that I command you. Do not be dismayed before their faces, lest I dismay you before them. For behold, I have made you this day a fortified city and an iron pillar and bronze walls against the whole land and against the kings of Judah, against its princes, against its priests, and against the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. So no matter how many opponents there are who have forsaken the Lord, we are called on to be Jeremiah's in a way, faithful to the Lord our God, faithful in what we say, faithful in what we do. Yes, we are to be as faithful to him, as as strong and stubborn as an iron pillar. So that iron pillar is not going to give way when you go against it. And so we are not to give way in the face of opposition. 
Our determination should be to be obedient to the Lord our God. And then, the main thing, the most important thing, God's promise. That's what Emmanuel means, doesn't it? God with us. And that's what God said to Jeremiah, I am with you to deliver you. And this reminds us, of course, of our the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. On that mountain in Galilee, as his disciples were gathered around him, he had suffered and died for our sins. He had risen from the dead in victory. He was about to ascend into heaven in triumph. And he said to his disciples, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And now here's the promise. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. I'm asking you to open your hymnal to uh, hymn number 419, or Jerusalem thou weepest. We'll sing all three stanzas. <laughs> 